Welcome to the Lit Podcast, presented by Culturally Lit. Culturally Lit is an organization created to amplify and cultivate awareness of the arts of the African diaspora. The Lit Podcast will feature artists and arts programming that enhance the significance of the culture for everyone. Listen and be enlightened. The Lit Podcast is produced by Baobab Tree Studios. Greetings. Welcome to the Lit Fest Podcast. Today, we are talking to Sharika Ford. Sharika, a Connecticut um, author that was like, we first met you like two years ago at the first Lit Fest virtually, and you had Awakening, right? Yes. From Awakening, and you had your first children's book, which is with Grandma's Little King and Grandpa's Little Queen. But you've been very busy since then, Sharika. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, you I, caught, I caught the writing bug and I haven't stopped. <laughs> so I just been going and going and going. I've been enjoying every minute of it. So now you got what eight books? This is eight more. I think I have nine, eight or nine, because I just came out with a coloring book. So it's that's really- considered a book too, because there's a story in there as well. Yes. Book. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I have two poetry books, a memoir, um, the Grandma's Little King children's book collection, which is four books. And I have mm-hmm. The Moon, The Stars, mm-hmm. and Fast Cars, which is another children's book. And then my coloring that, book. That, so yeah, oh. it's a full collection. Yes, that's yes. Cool. That's so, so we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about some. Okay. We'll start at the beginning. We'll start at the beginning with the awakening. Yes. Because that was what first caught me, the poetry. That, you know, which is so very, like, it's it's a very brave thing to be transparent and come out with your business. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it took me a really long time to find the courage to do that, to be honest with you. Um, the first book, The Awakening Book of Poems, Be Emotions of Love, Growth, and Self-Birth. Some of the poems in that book was written like 20 years ago. <laughs> so wow. it's yeah, yeah. So it took me a really long time to find the courage to put um to put myself out there because the poems are very personal, very emotional, very intimate. Um, so it took me a long time to find that courage. But once I did um and saw how it was received, it just um pushed me to keep going. So when you um when you when you how did how did you I don't know. You've been writing, apparently you've been writing poetry for a long time. You've been stashing it and holding on to it. You came out with these books in what, 2019? The first book came out in 2017. So the blue blue one, Be Emotions of Love, Growth and Self-Worth was the first one I came out with and that was in 2017. Okay. How did, what, what prompted you to say, okay, I'm finally going to just get all these things in you know, it's it's crazy because I, I had been writing and I had like you said, I had stashed them. I had a stack of poems and every night every now and then I would pull them out, read through them, put them back in my little drawer. And, you know, I had I was I was in college. I went to college to college later in life and I was studying business and I was reading about all these amazing um these entrepreneurs who went through so much in life but still followed their passion. So in reading their stories, I said, what am I afraid of? Why am I holding myself back? I know that what I really want to do 
is right and put my poetry out there. So I did it. And I was still, when I did it, I was still afraid. I was still nervous when I did it, but I did it anyway with this, with the, with the nerves inside of me. I put it out there anyway. Because the poems in, in it, they're bare, um, it's bare emotions. Like you say, bare emotions of, of love, growth, and self-worth. And I'm sure you've been probably been told it's been inspirational for people. Yes. Um, inspirational. Um, they like the rawness of the poetry. They can tell that, you know, that is actual things that I've gone through, the emotion behind it. And, and they have a connection with that because we all experience things in life that we want to shelter and hide and stuff. And the fact that I put it out there, I think it encourages other people not to hide behind their experiences in life. So it's been very, to hear the feedback on it and how it inspires um, people is, is a, a bonus. You know, that's a bonus. So it's very exciting. And when you, and, and I know when you found, you found out when you put the feelings out there and other people that they, they get the book because they can relate and they now see like somebody got a voice for them. I mean, it's, it's really, I want to, um, one of the, one of the ones I see, I got, I, I be having <laughs> <laughs> books and stuff. When I cry, when I close my eyes, it's called when I cry, when I close my eyes, thoughts of you enter my mind. When I open my eyes, no one is there and I'm left standing alone. When I speak of love, memories of you resurface. When I speak of heartache, your name is the first to leave my lips. When I lie in bed, I wonder when the pain of love loss will vanish. When I cry at night, it's tears from your abandonment. Man, that like so many women can probably relate to that. Yes. It says relationship issues, you know, feeling alone, feeling unwanted. You know, not knowing what, what's going to happen next with you, you know, in your life. and Yep. Staying too long. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. That's a big one. Saying, too long. When I speak of love, memories of you resurface. And then the next line is when I speak of heartache, your name is the first to leave. To me, that said, oh, shoot. <laughs> Been yeah. there, done that. You know? Like, even um, though you love a person, you know they're not right for you. You know you're not supposed to be with that person, you know, even exactly. though you still have love for that person. Uh, exactly. And it's not, you know, I want to say the poems aren't painful love. It's not like, it's just like reflections. It's reflections. And then you did Awakening. So how did the sec, the Awakening, the part two come the out? I Dream in Color. So, there, so in they color. really are two different poetry books. Yes. The, yes. The first one is about, you know, be emotion about relationships. Basically, the first one is about relationships and all the emotions that you go through dealing with relationships. The second one is about the black experience in America. It's so, about revolution. Yes. Like it's about the black experience. In America. It's about my experiences raising four. I'm a mother of four sons. So it's right. about my experiences raising four sons. It's about their experiences. It's about experiences of people that I've not that I've known. Um, their experience of being Black in America. So it's two um, totally different poetry books. And that shows the different spaces I was in at the time when both poem, when both books was written. Like I right. said, the first one was written, some of those poems was written 20 years ago. <laughs> With right. the second poetry book, all of those poems was written in 2018. So those were newer poems um, for the space that I was in at that time. Yeah. Okay. So one in this, I hope you don't mind me reading these things because it's like, Making slaves, okay. Making slave makes you think about anyway. 
I'm gonna read it. <laughs> this, <laughs> people can buy the book and take it for themselves. Call our kids dumb, no accolades, lowered their education, failing grades, hoop dreams. It's a it's a charade. Look at them in jail, penalty phase, criminal record, jobless, unpaid, no constitutional rights, barricades, sleepless nights, can't escape. Turn to the street, life is the only way. Fancy cars, gold chains, it all fades. Prisoner to a ruthless society, making slaves. Girl, what? I know. What? And that's fear. Like, that makes people think. Like, they don't realize how much. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like, um, even though it's not slavery as we, you know, historic slavery, it's still it's still putting bands on you. It's putting holes on you. It's still restraining you. Your experiences that and the way the laws are set up to hold you back. You know, it's it's still a modern day form of slavery. Man, I mean these the the yeah the second book I was like oh boy she done did a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always have to explain the difference between the two books, and they're both. People enjoy both of them, you know. But I love it. And you said, I dream in color. Because one of the first things we always hear, especially from um, white people that are um, claiming not to be racist, is that is that they don't see color. Yes, you do. <laughs> we all do. We all do. We all do. And there's nothing wrong with dreaming in color. Um, Cause it's the other one I want to um, point out in here is accountability. It's not about pitting one race against another. It's about promoting violence for justice. It's not about promoting violence for justice. It's not about pretending that other issues in our community don't exist. It's about holding those responsible for wrongful actions. It's about receiving fair treatment from those who are in a position of power. It's about decades of harassment that have continued to be endured on a daily basis in predominantly black communities. It's about accountability. Man, speak. It's like, that's all we're asking for. That's it. That's it. That's all we're asking for. We're asking for equality and accountability for wrongful actions. And we have to scream, yell, you know, beg to get it. It's it's craziness. And it only happens to our race. It only happens to our race. Or brown people. Because like yeah. I mean, our race, most first and foremost, I mean, look what's happening with Brittany Griner right now. Yeah. And, and with... Um, In jail, yeah. And with Africans, just black people globally, it's about accountability. These people, I swear they're not... I, when if it's a good day, they'll swear they're not racist, right? Mm-hmm. But yet and still, they're not letting black people out of Ukraine. They're like, no, we gonna leave first. Yeah, it's like your actions speak differently. We we see your action. Your your words mean nothing if your actions don't follow your words. So, um, <laughs> this is revolutionary book. So you got yeah. this. And then you came out and said, I'm going to tell my business. <laughs> yeah, so that's the memoir. So when did that, what is, what, when did you come out with the memoir? When did you decide to, and I love the name of it, From Big Brick Buildings to Beaches. Yes, girl. Thank you. So the memoir was published last year. 
Mm-hmm. And from the and that is basically from the response of my first poetry book, The Bare Emotions of Love, Growth, the Soul, Self Wealth. So I always describe my memoir as being the story behind the poetry. So gotcha. because it was such a positive uh, and and as positive response to my first poetry book, I said, let me just tell my story. And I used my poetry book as an outline on what on what aspects of my story I wanted to tell in the memoir. So yeah, that's the story behind the poetry of my childhood till where I am right now. I can see where it lines up. I can see um, that, yeah, how I haven't gone through the whole, or I haven't read the whole of this, but the poetry and then the children's books, girl, we'll get to them. But, um, <laughs> I know it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> how was it for you? How was it for you um, in writing the 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 memoir like therapeutic was it you know did you because it, it released a, you know you're you're very candid you release a lot of things and it's really brave to do you know the poetry and this like it had to be what i want to say cathartic or something yeah it was very i think writing in general is my form of therapy um that's why i enjoy it enjoy it so much i'm 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 a shy person in in real life. I'm a shy person. I don't share a lot of myself with people easily. I don't share easily. Let me say say it that way. Mm -hmm. So my form of expression has always been through writing. So um, that's that's always been my form of expression. So um, anytime I write, it's usually from um, real life aspects. I write nonfiction. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm a nonfiction writer. So mm-hmm. anything I write about, it has some type of emotional attachment to me. Mm-hmm. So and and yeah, right. And putting it putting it in writing and um the response from my family regarding the memoir has been the most positive thing because oh, they've really? been extremely supportive of my writing and um they congratulate me in every aspect of my writing. So yeah, it, it, it was amazing to do and it was hard for me to do because that was the first time I wrote something that wasn't poetry because even my children books rhyme so they're they're poems as well so it was it was a challenge for myself to write something that wasn't poetry actually so it was good it was good so how did you um and for all for the three books too because I want to where did awakening come from how well, awakening is actually um the last poem in my first book is called The Awakening. So right. for me, The Awakening is realizing my passion, realizing what what my what I was here to do. That was my awakening, you know, realizing that, yeah, following your dreams of writing, that's a God-given gift that you was given. And that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, you're supposed to be writing. So that was my moment of awakening for me. And, and the title came because um, the last poem in that book is called The Awakening. So I decided to name um, the book after it. Okay. So when you were in school and, and studying business, you were studying business? Business administration. Okay. What was your intention before the calling came on you? Oh, my gosh. I had so many business ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had... Um, oh, you always was entrepreneurial. So you knew you was going to do something for yourself. I was trying. I was trying. <laughs> I, w- I had all these different business ideas, okay? 
Um, I had this like food truck idea, um, fried dough on the go. If I see somebody steal that, I'm going to know where you got that from. <laughs> fried dough on the go was one of them. I was coming up with a dating website for single moms. Single moms need love too. That was one of them. So I had all these little ideas, right? But of course, it, it, but it always fell back to the writing. It always did. And that was the one thing that I tried that I didn't give up on was the writing. The other mm -hmm. ideas I tried a little bit, <laughs> but I was like, you know, this ain't for me. This is too this much work. work. This work. This work. Exactly. And when I if write, I'm it doesn't work, like work. Time for somebody, it's going to be myself. I'm going to be loving it. <laughs> yes. Yes. But and when I write, it doesn't feel like work. You know, when I when I'm when I'm lining up the poems so they so they tell a story, it doesn't feel like work. When I'm promoting my books, it doesn't feel like work. So that's what made me realize this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay. And how has the journey been for you? You know what? I found in the journey that sometimes you have to be vulnerable in order to grow. Mm. And I've been willing to open myself up, be vulnerable. I have another level of, of self-esteem that I didn't even know was missing for me before. Uh -oh. But it's been incredible. Yeah, um, so do you, have you had like, it, like, cause I could imagine that your memoirs would be, um, discussed in like a book club or anything. Have there been any book clubs that, you know, they say, and, and what kind of questions do they have? Uh, it, it's funny. Cause I, it, it was just, um, my book, my memoir from, from brick buildings to peace from brick buildings to beaches <laughs> was chosen for an online book club and um okay. i recently did an interview with them yes i recently did an interview with them this um this this brown girl this brown girl reads mm -hmm. and um you know they asked a lot about the background of it and um some some of the, the issues that i talk about in the book of i was raised by a single dad lived in new jersey raised by a single dad um was surrounded by men my whole life my father and brothers and um, it just talk about those experiences. So they just ask some of the, some background questions regarding the memoir. You do you do your artwork? No, no. I have a a great um, publisher, Water Springs Media, uh, Water Springs Publishing, um, Athena Shack. Yeah, okay. and she actually um, is from Connecticut. She doesn't live in Connecticut like right now, but we graduated from Bloomfield High School together. Okay. And so when I put out my first book, I reached out to her because she had written a book. So I just reached out for her for guidance on how to put a book out. And that's when I learned that she started her own publishing company. So wow. she she did the covers and the editing and the layout. She really brought the books to life. Um, yeah. So wow. well, kudos to her, to Athena. <laughs> wow. Okay. So now we're going to, we, we talked about the adult stuff we want people to go get these books yes the whole shebang yes you need, you need all three <laughs> okay you need you need some uh wait some love and spiritual love and spiritual realization you need some revolution <laughs> an awakening and a revolution in your life because this um this this i dream in color man Woo. Thank you. It could be, it could be like some of these poems could be like in classes where people or use for um, 
even used for workshops, which we all, which in Connecticut, I do a lot, and I'm sure you probably get called to do some diversity and equity training. Mm -hmm. um, it could be a whole, you know, study on that. And then Beaches is, is, is a memoir, like revealing yourself is a brave thing, Sharika. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy we got the books. And now we got the whole series of children's books. I mean, come on. Now, when we had you come to um, the first Lit Fest, our first virtual Lit Fest, we had the grandmas, the grandmas, little king and grand, and these were so cute. Thank you. So ideas for these, obviously somebody grandma. Yes. <laughs> if you don't know, I'm a grandmother. I have two grandsons. So the inspiration is definitely, like I said, everything I write comes from life, right? Mm -hmm. So the inspiration was from my grandson, Josiah. And it all started with me calling him Little King, <laughs> you know? And he, you know, he had like a confused look on his, on his face. And I explained to him how he's still a king, even without a crown. Because I called him Little King, and he was like, well, if I'm a king, I need my crown. Where's the crown? <laughs> so the, yeah, so the story Grandma's Little King is me telling him how he's a king, even if he doesn't have a crown. So it's, it's, there's a lot of African um, heritage references in the book. So it's an inspiring book to, for children to really um, embrace their African heritage. And Grandpa's Little Queen is the same story, but I wanted to represent the men, the men. And I also, um, I was asked to write something for little girls. And since I don't have any granddaughters or any or any daughters at all, it didn't even oh, dawn on me to write for girls until I was until I was asked for a book for girls. Oh, so it's the same story, but it's it's, it's highlighting our men, our black men, and celebrating little girls. So Grandpa's little queen. Oh, <laughs> so this is really. Like, the, just you just reversed it. Yes, yes. The two are the same story, but it's one for grandmas and the the little the boy the little kings and grandpas and the little and the little queens. So, did yeah. you ever meet um, the the illustrator for the books? Uh, I never met him in person. I actually found him um, online on Instagram, Cameron Wilson. I have to shout him out. You know, he's, he's a black Instagram? man. Yeah. Yeah, on Instagram, um, I belong. Wow. I'm, I'm in a few. Um, I'm in a few book like author Facebook groups. And okay. when it came to find an illustrator, I, I asked for references in one of the groups, and his name popped up. And I checked out his IG page, and it was amazing. And I reached out to him, and he's I'm illustrated all of him. my books, all of my wow. children's books. Yeah, so he did a great job, Cameron Wilson. Wow! So you all just go through your your publisher. Yes, collaboration. See, man. Yes, I have a black female publisher and I have a black male illustrator. Okay, so <laughs> we keeping it all black. <laughs> it all in there, and so yes. so your, your grandson played t-ball. Yes. So okay. um, and you was out there rooting for him, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Grandma's Luke plays t-ball is about his first t-ball game. It's really about him overcoming his fear of playing. Because yes. he was afraid. Yeah, he was afraid to play. So it was about me encouraging him to try new things and really, you know, to, to not be afraid. And he goes out there, hits the ball out the park and have a great time. So that's what that um, story is about. Yeah, he got motivated. He got yes. motivated. And I like how, you know, you know, it's I love the illustrations. It's a, it's, it's a diverse 
group of people. <laughs> well, it's the baseball team, so you never know who you're going to get on your baseball team. Yeah, stay diverse. It's it's cool. Yeah, but um, you did you you struck gold with the um things. So, how did the moon, the stars, and fast cars? Is this also your grandson's inspiration? That's my second grandson, Jameer. Yes, and. It's funny because I went to go visit him and I was sitting on the step with him and a car drove by and he stared at that car until it left the street. Like his eyes stayed on that car. And for some reason, the moon, the stars and fast cars just came into my brain. Wow. <laughs> came into my brain and I went home and I wrote it and I said, I got a new another children's book, <laughs> you know? And it's funny because my grandson, Jameer, loves cars and his father, my son, um, is a mechanic. So it's like, you know, the love for cars, like, what? was passed down. And he's only two. He's about to be three. But but I think I wrote the story when he was uh, one and a half or so. The moon, the stars, and fast cars. Yeah, it's a beautiful, it's, oh, a, it's oh. that's a bedtime story. And it's it my is. first. Go ahead. It, my, um, my cousin has a son that just turned one and I'm, oh. I'm gifting her this book for him i was gonna say it's a it's for the toddlers and it's a great bedtime story it's hardcover it's my only hardcover so it's great for the toddlers you know sometimes they get a little rough and throw things around and stuff so it's a, it's a great bedtime story for the little ones and how did this become a hardcover when the other ones are soft like is there was there that a decision that the What's the, um, what's the name the author I mean the publisher made or you did no I made a decision because I knew this book was mainly for toddlers so and I know how tough babies can be with books with you know either tossing them around or drooling on them or anything like that so I wanted to wanted it to be durable for the little ones and now the coloring book got the whole family together grandma grandpa everybody <laughs> beautiful um beautiful thank you i mean i like again my cousin has has a she has a three-year-old daughter a one-year-old son and an eight-year-old nine-year-old so they get in these books <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's yeah good. got um but i i well i think when we had you at lit fest her, she had her oldest one so I, I already had, um, what's the name? Oh, and then the math book. Yes, I know. It's so many. It's so many. So um, Grandma's Little Math King came about because my, my grandson's favorite subject is math. So um, I used to sit with him, help him with his homework, and he was so good at math. I was like, you know, you are, you're a little math king. That's what I used to say. You're a little math king. The king. But in that book came... That came about, and it really is about um, learning how to add and subtract. So it's for kids who's just starting school, like kindergarten or something. And it's about the love of numbers and learning how to add and subtract. And so keeping and maintaining that. Yes. Yes. Because it's important to, to keep that to keep that going. Yes. So this journey for you, this author journey has been how many years now like just a few years yeah it's only been about five years so i'm still new to the game <laughs> you know i'm still learning my way around it and how to market because it's a, it's a it's a lot it's, it's more than just writing the book 
you know, it, you have you have to write the book. You have to find um, someone to either you have to research on how to lay it out and put it all together or find someone to do it for you. And it's a whole process. So I'm still navigating my way into this world of being an author, an entrepreneur, really, because it's really being a business, a business person. I'm a business person now, you know. Listen, I see you at every on, on your IG. I see you at every book fair and thing. Yes, <laughs> throughout New England. Yes, she be hustling, getting in her car and going and I going. Do. So, do you? Because I found this when when I started Litfest, then a plethora of writers started coming. Like so, the like resources and information about the industry started coming in. Did you find that as well once you started getting yourself out there? Because you hustling. Sharika, you I am. And people are gracious to give you information of, of you know, local bookstores or events and things like that. When people see that the hard work that you put into your product, because my books are my product, when people see your passion and the hard work you put behind it, they want to see you win. You know, they, people, most people want to see you win and want to see you succeed. So in doing events, I've made many connections um, that have helped, you know, help people be more aware of my books. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's been great. I'm telling you, I've, I've been enjoying it. And I finally understand what people mean when they say um, when you're doing something you love, it doesn't feel like work. <laughs> I finally get it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time put into it. But you love it so much. The time goes by. The time yes. differently. It does for you. It it's does. like oh, before you know it, it's the time that goes by. So how long? How long does it usually like for the children's book? How long did that take? How long did that process take you? Or you just had the story in your head and you was like, I know the. And what is your process with the children's book? Because do you do like an outline? What? How does that work? I really do outlines, especially for the children's books, because they're, they're short. So usually an idea comes in my mind and I create a poem behind the idea because I want all of my children's books to rhyme. That's important to me. And because rhyming for kids, it stays with, it's like a song, singing a song and songs stay with children. So the books that rhyme also stay with children. So, so it depends on how long it takes me to connect the dots in my poem for the children's book. And some are quick, some take a long time. I have an idea because um, my grandson also, he's just started wearing glasses. Wow. So I had an idea for a book for, you know, Grandma's Little King Wear Glasses for wow. you know, children who may feel self-conscious because they, you know, have to wear glasses. And things. But it's taken me a little while to get, to get the poem together for that one. Wow, because you know what? Uh, again, and put my cousin business out there, but she just found out her three-year-old daughter needs to wear glasses. She yeah. has to wear glasses, and and she's wondering how that's gonna go. Cause like she's three, yeah. Like, she's like she don't realize she gotta put them on, or she wanna. She got something else on her face. Like we, as as grownups, or even I've been wearing glasses so long. It's just like another part of me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot different for kids because I was supposed to wear glasses, I think, when I was in second grade. And I used to take my glasses, put them in my, I would leave the house with them on my face. And then, <laughs> and then as soon as I got out that door, I would take them off, put them in my pocket and not wear them. So, so I, you know, it, I felt I didn't want to feel different. 
You know, right. you don't want to feel different from the other kids as children. Right. You don't want to feel different. So, yeah, so that that's my next uh, Grandma's Little King collection. That's the next one in the collection. But it's, it's taken me a while <laughs> to get the story together. So some oh. stories come together quicker than others. It just depends. And it, and it, it does take time. You know, I do work um, full time as well. Oh, wow. So, and yeah, and, and we're doing events promoting my books. It does take time. So I, I'm trying to figure out a balance between everything, which has been a little bit diff- a little difficult to figure out. Okay. And saying that, um, I, look, I want one of them posters though. Is this is this it, behind you? I see the poster. Yes. <laughs> I want a poster. <laughs> Are they for sale on your website too? They're not, but maybe I should put a for sale on the website. I didn't think I never thought about that. Kind of cool, girl. You know, Thank you. And then they got the NFT stuff now. The NFT stuff. I know, I know. With the awakening across it. You know? I listen. listen to me putting out the ideas. I need it. <laughs> listen, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. <laughs> so what do you what? If I may ask, what's your vocation in your life? I mean, I, I thought this was your vocation. I seriously did, because, like, you pumping them out. I know, I know. I'm an office manager for a nonprofit organization, um, the Center for Children's... The, the, Center, the, the Center for Children's Advocacy. Oh. Um, yeah, so they have offices in Hartford and Bridgeport, and they service children all across Connecticut. Um, legal services. It's a legal services. Um, well, hence your book really... Um, your book, like your books kind of line up too with your, on top of being a grandmother, but, but the work that you do. Yes. Yes. You know, cause I'm big, the, like one of the reasons I started Lit Fest was for literacy. And I just love how basic, like you said, they rhyme. And when you were saying that, I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good way to get kids to read and to like to read. Yes. And thing when things rhyme, um, I'm also a, of literacy volunteer and on their board. Nice. Literacy volunteers for Greater um, New Haven or Southern Connecticut, one of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me. I'm like, um, <laughs> yeah. well, you have so much going on and, you know, yeah. And literacy is one of the things like I had, you know, um, a few of the clients just want to be able to read to their grandchildren. So there, there, there's some more orders maybe that will happen. So what prompted the coloring book? How did that, how did a color activity book, because you got a maze in here, mazes on top of coloring. And how did this come about? How did the, your grandkids, of course, but whatever. Yeah. Well, that one, because it's, it's, it's about a, a visit to the zoo. Right. So um, the sum, last summer, I went to Tampa. My father lives in, in Florida. So I went there and we all went to the zoo. And um, I thought of creating a book, <laughs> inspired part. Oh, it's just like, be like, oh, let me do yes, this. Yeah. And I, I hadn't personally been to the zoo in years. So for me, it was like a new adventure, you know, going to the zoo again. And originally I was just going to do um, another children's book, but I've always also wanted to do a coloring book. And um, the story came to me about, our visit to the to the zoo, and then I thought this would be a great um, book to turn into a coloring book. So again, I reached out to my publisher, I reached out to my illustrator, and we made it happen. 
and the coloring book. It's a story. So it's a story that that also rhymes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's an activity book. It has mazes. It has um, counting. It has connect the dots. All the things. All the um, things. And it's also a coloring book. And as an adult, I have to say, I still love to color. You know, for me, it's common. You know, I love to color. Yeah. Um, it's a great activity that you could do with your kids. You know, look, look, got a carousel. Yes. Hey. Yes. Like, listen, I should have got two of these. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's, every, I tell you, every idea I have comes from an experience in my life. It really does. And I went to the zoo and now I have a book about, you know, the trip to the zoo. And I, the, one of the reasons why I love that coloring book too, is it's the first time that I've seen a coloring, coloring book with a black family on the cover. A family. And you got grandpa, grandma, Josiah, and Jayla. Yeah. Shout, out to, shout out to the splash of gray hair with everybody. Yes. Yes, and I've never seen a coloring book with a black family on the cover. So when I first um, got my author's copy and I opened that up, I was like, I was really emotional over it. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It mean, it speaks to value, like so many kids, like it, we they have to see themselves and if they can color themselves. Yes. And then like you, you color in some, a character that isn't supposed to be of color. You got to take out your brown crayon because grandpa is good looking. <laughs> Ball head and beard and mustache. Okay, grandpa. Listen, it's so funny you said that because someone recently, when I had an event, they came to my table and said, oh, he looked like, you know how they say zaddy with a Z? He said, oh, grandpa is zaddy. <laughs> I had to take a second look at it. I was like, okay. okay. Grandma's flying with the little, I like how she got the little splash of gray. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. Yes, thank and, you. And, and and they look like they still hang with their kids, like many grandparents today. That, listen, I'm a grandma. Listen, Nobody I said, I, said I don't want us looking frumpy. Nothing, none of that. Grandparents don't look like that. Okay, <laughs> they have to look good. Look like we can, you, you can run with them. You can run listen, with that, them. I don't have any yet, but like I understand. Like yes. I run around my my cousin's little kids. Like I think nothing of it. Exactly. Park, have some fun. So what is next, Sharika? What, uh, uh, like, are you going to do more adult? I mean, I mean, I know you're going to write some more, but is there an, another adult book on the horizon or another children's book? It's coming, I know, but is there anything brewing? Yes, um, right. I'll actually write another, another poetry book. Um, it's going to be called Raising Kings. And it's um, based on my son's, is based on, it's really dedicated to black men. It's a book dedicated to black men. Okay. So it's, it's, it's about their struggles. It's about their feelings because they have feelings and emotions and all that too, you know? And it's, it's, it's really about loving our black men. So it's called Raising Kings and um, inspired by my children. I was raised by a single dad, like I said, so inspired by my father. And it's just giving props to black men. So that's in the process. I almost have every poem ready for that. Um, I'm still tweaking a few of them, but that'll be the next book, the next um, poetry book coming out. So how do you know when you're done with the body of work? Well, it has to feel, I like for even my poetry books to tell a story, like a complete story to have a beginning and end. So it has to have a certain flow to it. You know, that I, I, I like to have a rhythm and a flow to them. 
that that tells a story. So so once I feel that and reading it all the way through, that's when I know, okay, this is good. This is good. This is ready to go. Okay. And so you have a poetry book coming up and and well, children's books get sparked from an experience. Exactly. <laughs> they could come out of anywhere. <laughs> You know, anything can happen, and there's a poetry, there's a children's book. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You have four sons, but what is their range, their age range now? So they're all adults. Um, my oldest is thirty, and my youngest is yeah, my youngest is nineteen. So I was a teen mom. I had my oldest son when I was a senior in high school. So um, yeah, my oldest is thirty years old, wow. <laughs> and my youngest is nineteen. Yeah. And then I have the two grandsons. Um, my my oldest grandson is eight, and my youngest um, will be three soon. So yeah. And they are just loving grandma's books. Yes, yes. Um, it's funny when my my oldest grandson first saw Grandma's Little King, just the excitement in his face because he knew it was about him. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not only seeing themselves in the book, but hearing their names in book or names of kids that they know. You know, it's represent it's about representation in all areas, not just our images, but our names as well. You know, how, how our style, you know, you see how like how you say how grandpa look. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, ain't nobody looking frumpy. Like yeah. Exactly. You know, it's so it's about the whole image, you know, a representation of ourselves. So um they're very excited to see their image, very excited to hear their name read in the book. You know, so it, it's it's been an incredible experience for them as well. For my grand, for my children, my children have been very supportive of all of this. Usually, when I'm at an event, you'll see one of my sons with me. So my children have been very supportive in this process as well. So, what books do you read? You know, I write so much, but I haven't had a lot of time to read. Um, the last book I brought was uh, Cicely Tyson's. Um, mm-hmm. I think I have Memoir. it here. Yes, just as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, I have it right here. Oh, wow. I started reading it, and because I get to writing, <laughs> I put it down, and, and um, I haven't gotten all the way through it yet. But I find myself, when I do read, I find myself reading books that I read already, and so I'm reading the same books over again. Um, I, yeah, I know yeah. how goes. Yeah, Toni Morrison, my big tw- Toni Morrison fan. Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I usually end up rereading the same books over again. I hear you. So um, have, have so I was going to say the other authors throughout Connecticut or the country, They have they reached out and said, oh girl, I this is great. We should do something. A, <laughs> a book reading or anything like that? You know, that's a great idea. I mean, because there's a lot of um, local authors in Connecticut and we're all pushing for the same thing to be seen for, you know, we all pushing to be seen. So it's a great idea. I haven't I've come across them at events and we, you know, we support each other. We become Mm -hmm. Facebook friends and, you know, um, follow each other on IG and things of that. And we support each other. But we haven't gotten together to do like a, a local event, so that's a good idea. I don't know how or okay, but that's okay. And that's what Lit Fest is for. Yes, <laughs> there you go. There you go. 
We're calling it together. We're gonna have everybody come. <laughs> That's right. I'd love to have you back again this year. Thank you. Um, September, September 10th. Okay. Just remember, um, we're gonna we're gonna be putting it out there. Um, so what do you have coming up next? Where are you gonna be? Well, actually, this weekend I'm going to Boston um to do a pop-up pop-up shop at um Black Nubian Market. Okay. And this will be, I think, my third time um, going to Boston. So I'll be there, set up a table. It's in Roxbury. Um, okay. And, and the crowd there are great March and supportive. 12th, 13th? The 12th, March. Yeah, this Saturday. Okay. Yeah, March 12th. So I'll be driving up in Boston. I think it's supposed to rain, but we're going to push through it. People come out, even with the rain, come out. Use your okay. umbrellas. So I think this is going to show what we're doing is going to show the first week in April. You got anything okay. in April coming up? I do. Um, I don't remember. Now, see, I don't. I do have a video. <laughs> I don't remember where, but I do. Well, it's where, on my uh, but a lot of times I do. Um, Black made the brand often. It's, uh, it's in the Buckland Hills Mall in Manchester. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, it's basically a pop-up event that happens um, twice a month, every first and third Saturday. I'm there often if I don't have an event. It's called Black Made the Brand. Black Made the Brand. Okay. Yes. Is that Buckland Hills? Buckland Hills Mall in Manchester. Okay. Yes. So if you are, listen, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm put it out there for, um, I might help other Black entrepreneurs as well. If you are okay. a Black entrepreneur, any product, reach out to Black Made the Brand. Um, it's an incredible pop-up shop and, a, and you get more the mall crowd. You know, they rent out a store in the mall and okay. you can go in, set up your products. You have your own vendor table and set up your products. Um, the organizer name is Q, um, Quentin. Okay. I, don't, I don't know his last name. His first name is Quentin. And you can get it. Okay. Yes, they're on IG. So just reach out to if you're um, an entrepreneur and you're looking to get your products out there, reach out to them. Um, they do a, they do a great job supporting the community. So I'm there often. I'm there often. If, I, if I'm if I'm not, you know, doing an event um, out of town, that I'm usually at the Buckland Hills Mall at Black Made the Brand. So you can come by, get signed copies of my book. Yeah. Um, the, also, my books are available on my web, website, Sharika K. Ford. Um, you can get signed copies through there. They're on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com as well. And um, yeah, so yeah. Okay, Sharika, thank you. I appreciate talking to you. I hope it was fun for you too. Yes, it was. You have great energy. <laughs> yeah, you do. You have great energy. 